special is in the air here. Long. Games. Brees Hall over the right side, powering in, touchdown Cyclones. Out to the 10, to the left side, to the 5, touchdown! Oh my goodness, what a Welcome back to another edition of Sound the Sirens. Uh, man, that was one rough game. It was, well, we said it was going to be boring, and it lived up to expectations, so... It was exactly what we didn't want it to happen. Yeah. 38 yards rushing. Yeah, and Cartavius has 123 on the year. That's that's insane. So, I mean, and Shieldhouse and Campbell both made it perfectly clear today that we have to establish the run in their press conferences. So um, those of you that think we're going to go to some type of throw it a thousand times and maybe run it every once in a while, think it's not going to happen. So I think we've dug our heels in, and we're going to run it one way or the other. Our offensive line just needs to get better fast. I mean, that's the bottom line. How much do you think uh, – there's another part of this I feel like is that we turn on Sundays and we kind of see exactly – Purdy has exactly all the weapons he used to have but, yeah. but upgraded a little bit, and we can't, and they kind of run a similar offense I think Campbell wants to run with uh, – Run the Chris McCaffrey, obviously. Right. It'd be nice to have a Chris McCaffrey, but well, he's playing in the NFL, so he's playing against the best defense defenders in the world. I mean, yeah. I my I've said this all along. I mean, I think Brock and Brees are both showing what they could do if they had an, a really good offensive line. That's the end of the day. I mean, Brock's not running for his life all the time. Brees can find he didn't have a great day last Sunday, but I mean. He can when he finds a hole. He did, he, he proved that with us. I mean, when he when he had a hole, he flew through it. So it's tackle to tackle. I'll go to my grave saying, you know, if we, until we get that figured out, I mean, it's we're gonna we're gonna struggle, and we're digging our heels in. And and Campbell and Shieldhouse both think, you know, we have to run the ball to win. And there's a team in Colorado that is saying the opposite. Um, Deion Sanders said we can't run the ball, so we're going to throw it a million times. So, at the end of the year, we'll see. We'll see uh, who's right. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously we have young, uh, young talent for the fresh. We've obviously been raving about the running room talent, but uh, we haven't really seen the Stanford guy yet. Um, no, we haven't. That's a good question. Hansen's he. It said one one carry. Yeah, for yeah. one yard. It's just. Uh, a lot of what we're hearing hasn't really lived up, and that's what I feel like is frustrating to Iowa State fans because we've heard a million times Campbell say like the same eight sentences over and over again about our offense and offensive line. But I feel like finally this this like post conference like his uh his uh, press conference last week after the game was like I mean it was only like five minutes long, yeah. but uh he was pissed. I mean, he was mad. And yeah, obviously that fan who bought that who's had that jersey obviously looks like he's been an Iowa State fan since 2018 since Purdy Purdy was around and obviously hasn't seen as many uh, Iowa State losses like we have because like you can't like the Riella Campbell like what is that going to do that was that was so dumb and then Campbell got mad don't blame him a bit you don't have any I think if you think Campbell is in the wrong there I think you're crazy I mean he was frustrated, and he had some 
goofy guy that's a fan, obviously. I mean, I've heard that he's a really big fan, but I cannot fathom a moment in my life, 16 years old till today, where I got so mad because we couldn't win that I'm going to stand along the fence and yell at the coach. Our be- the best coach to ever come to Iowa State. I mean, that that is, I just can't ever fathom me standing there yelling at Donnie Duncan or Jim Kreiner or, I mean, it just was absolutely ridiculous because he, you know, the context of it goes, he said, get after him, coach. Like he's being like almost semi-supportive and then said, you're on the hot seat. I said, what? (laughs) I mean, that was, that was the most bizarre thing. And now with social media, you know, it took literally three minutes for everybody in the country to see it. And it just spread like wildfire. And it's just like, like, he he turns and smirks and look, he, Smirks to the camera and looks exactly. He get looks like he got exactly what he was looking for. Yeah, and, and it was. It was uh, Campbell addressed it today. Said he just, you know, he's got to be better than that. You know what, Matt? You don't have anything to apologize for. I mean, you know, I Matt is a fantastic coach. He obviously knows more about football than you and I and everybody in Humboldt County combined. But, um, you know, the fans are going to get frustrated, and if you're not frustrated, you're not a fan. Because that means you don't care. So, you know, they know they're, they've, they're big boys. They can handle the criticism, and we're going to criticize them, but that's the way it is, right? It's just like a coach criticizing a player. You're not criticizing them as people. You're criticizing the job that they're doing. If they're turning the ball over or not making a block, that doesn't say anything to you about as a human being. But at some point, we got to have higher expectations, and we'll, otherwise we'll just be keep – recycling this, you know, get rid of the coach. He leaves. We bring in a new guy and, you know, some consistency here is what we need. And we just have to weather through it till we figure it out. So. And like if the sideline reporters, like obviously they misguided and said it was food poisoning that was going around. Yeah, if that wasn't true. And wasn't Campbell true. said he doesn't even know where it came from. But they started the, they started the game out talking about that. And like, yeah. that was in our mindset through the whole game. Like imagine if that, that she didn't say that, like we'd probably like the fan base would have been even worse. I feel like because, yeah. At least we, like, in our back of our mind had a semi-excuse that all the – I mean, we have all these young kids, and one thing after another, I feel like things go, keep going wrong, but just we – how many other schools have been going through the same thing and just got to – it's a Mac school. We have to – if you can't run against a Mac school, I don't – I'm not sure what – I think this is great to have right before a conference because we got to change something because – I don't know, Okie State looks terrible too, but – this might be a which he which just a week might be they might change nothing and it might everything just might turn over and things might start working again, which might be frustrating for the next couple like the weeks on after that because I don't know the Big Twelve looks up and down yeah because South South Alabama like just what, hammered Oklahoma State like yeah. beat them up bad like and, and Oklahoma yeah. State was just in the Big Twelve championship game not that long ago yeah so like I think both our programs are in similar spots and one. I think we just can't give up. We can't just start kicking and screaming now. We just need to show up to the games and show up to this young school because obviously Purdy is still, I feel like, in the back of our minds, and, uh, and we just need to like support this young kid who, Rocco, I think he has oh. a lot of arm talent, and I think Purdy coming in right away and splashing and like being the guy, I can't think kind of hurt our future quarterbacks in the future because it takes time. No, not every, not everyone's pretty, and we just need to stop thinking like we need another Brees, need another David, and we need to like 
support the young kids and not just turn in on ourselves because we're turning into a fan base that we despise on other ones, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when people were saying we had to change quarterbacks when Purdy was yeah. playing? Real Mitchell. I mean, yeah. yeah, all I those mean, Real Mitchell fans that wanted I mean, that's just yeah. the way the nature of the beast. So, no, I mean, we just got to ride this, ride this horse till it bucks us off. I mean... We have to trust that they know what they're doing, and Jamie Pollard's in charge. At the end of the day, Jamie Pollard's in charge. I mean, if he doesn't see what he wants to see, then a change is going to be made. But um, I think you're right. I mean, we just have to still be – if you're a true fan, you're just going to ride this out. You're going to show up. You're going to watch the games. You're going to do whatever you need to do to support the team. Um, I heard, you know, people – some of the people backed out of their we will donations. I mean, what good does that do? I mean, maybe you're frustrated, but what – I mean, what do you when you're when you're not giving your fifty dollars a month or whatever to because that's the world we live in. We need the we will guys to help you know keep the people that are that are performing and bring in the guys that don't. I mean, even Dion referenced the we will and his uh, or not we will, but the um, collective stuff in his press conference saying you know if we had two hundred fifty million dollars, the NIL thing would be a piece of cake. So I mean. I don't know. I mean, we it, it was. I, I said at the beginning of the season we needed to come out of non-conference two and one. We didn't. So getting to a bowl game just became a lot harder. That's the end of the day. Yeah, and I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel like our tight ends aren't as good as blockers as they used to be. Like I feel like yeah. Dylan I mean, Sander, Chase Allen were really good. Well, we blocking lost, tight ends. We lost the fullback. Yeah. Did you know? I didn't know that until listening to some other podcasts this year. Oh, really? Klotz is out. And we had uh, the Hester kid from Minnesota who's a really good offensive lineman. He's out. He hasn't played all year. I forgot about him. Hassett. Yeah. Ha- Hassert yeah. or whatever I, his yeah. name is. Um, so, you know, we've got Hufford that has been around a long time. We've got a new center. Um, the Miller kid is still at right tackle. Um, Simmons is still at, it's the guard. But, you know, we have a new offensive line coach. And if you thought that he was going to fix this thing by now, you were on – Oxycon. I mean, it's not going to happen that fast. This is a it's a tough position to play. You can ask Bruce Reimers, go down the list of any guy that's played in the Super Bowl or anything. It is a tough position to play. And if we had a lot of things to fix, which I think we did, it's going to take some time. But at the end of the day, you know, if they think that we're we have to run it to win, but we're not running it, then we're just going to keep beating our head against the wall for a while. I mean, but I also think. You know, if I was a coach, I've never coached college football, obviously. But if I was a coach saying, you know, we do need to run it, everybody knows that. But that doesn't mean you can't throw it a lot, too. You know what I mean? I mean, so by saying that we're going to establish a run doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they're, they've dug their heels in and we're going to run on the first down in perpetuity till we figure this out or things change. So I don't know. We'll see. We're not in charge. We just have to, you know, we've got talent. we got we got some good receivers. Obviously, we've got good, the running back good, room is good. At the end of the day, tackle to tackle is where, where it's won and lost. And right now, we're losing that battle. Yeah, it's just, it's just nothing's changed at all. And I feel like, I don't know, the UNI game was kind of, it went well. I feel like we did a lot of good things. Obviously, we called off the dogs, and obviously, the second half we didn't do much. And the Iowa game is always the Iowa game, and. I don't know. I think it, starting this game off 
conference season off with Okie State, a team that just lost to South Alabama by, like they got rolled by, in the, at their home place, and and I feel like they're the fan base. They obviously, uh, you think I don't know. I think there's a small minority of people that think want Campbell fired, which is that better I, be tiny. It's I so mean, that's small. so dumb. Like, it's so God. stupid. It's just ridiculous. Like, what what? Even if you. Like every time they post a score, and then all these people go under the score and like fire Campbell, like recruits see that, you know. Yeah, but it's also probably trolls. Number one, I know that. Too. But what's the I mean, like? Even if it's an actual Iowa State fan, like what good does that do? They have they're not paying attention. I mean, if they if you think we're gonna get somebody better than Campbell today, <laughs> I mean. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a good he's a good man. Everybody that we know that knows him says that. Um, he obviously lives and breathes Iowa State right now. Um, probably could have gone to USC if he really wanted to. Um, so he, you know, decided to stick around. Probably has had other offers too. Um, so why would you? It, it'd be similar. It's kind of maybe this isn't the right comparison, but Ben Jacobson at UNI could have left for a big time school a long time ago and made a lot more money than he is but he's happy at you and i they're they're up and down um they're not great every year but you're not going to be at that job you're going to be good some years you're not going to be good other years um and that's kind of the roller coaster we're on right now i mean we were at a festival a few years ago and we've been struggling recently but um Campbell, I, I'm still on the Campbell bandwagon. I'm probably never going to get on it unless he does something really stupid, which I don't think he get off. Ever, you mean? I'm sorry. You said get on it, get off. You mean? I'm not going to get. Excuse me. I'm not going to get off the bandwagon until something would make me want to, which I can't foresee that ever happening. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's loyal to a fault, which so is Kirk Ferentz across the state, and it's worked out for him. So. And maybe we just our, need to ride this out. Our best players right now are young players, so we should think yeah. like, oh, maybe what what could that could that be? Like, I've heard, uh, I don't know. We just need to figure. Like, I think Drill Brock hurt more than I feel like Decker's hurt because Drill Brock was more solid in the running back room because he what he brought in the passive blocking game. He was a grown ass man, already in the strength room, and I feel like he would have really helped this because whenever you get when you hand the ball off and you get t- tackled right away, you need like it's David Campbell 2.0. Yeah. David Montgomery 2.0. Yeah, like I mean, you need a lot of meat yeah. on your bones. Think about how many times David David Montgomery got hit in the backfield just, and still. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest criticism of of the Campbell era is our offensive line has been a problem from day one and we still haven't fixed it. Yep. And the other end of the day, the other team was stronger than us. I mean, you watch the. If you just go back and watch some of the possessions, Ohio was pushing us around, and you're right. I mean, it's a Mac school for crying out loud. Yeah, they're 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 freaking stadium, and it looks like a high school stadium. It looked like a really small high school in Texas. Yeah, and we, gosh, it's just you can't lose that. And like every time, like even looking at the schedule, like years prior, is like we're playing at Ohio. It's like why the heck would we play at Ohio? And it's just like, and yeah, and it was probably the biggest game of the year, and like like. The game was brutal. Like it was just like it was like watch like watching golf almost. It was <laughs> yeah. not, you could barely hear the crowd at all. It was like it there was wasn't like, that many people there. Yeah, I mean it, it was wasn't like, that big of a game like, for him. It was like how there was anybody there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't disagree with you. So yeah, a shout hell out. To, their co- hell, their coach at the press conference a week before thought our 
But our safety from last year started for the Jets. Yep. So he wasn't really paying attention to us either. I mean, yeah, it really turned into like a baseball game. Like the announcers really had to like find stuff to talk about because yeah. there was nothing going on in the game. I feel like, but our like the it went so fast. Yeah. I mean, the game went fast because they were running it and nobody was scoring and nobody's passing it. I mean, and we put and like shout to our like Tyler Perkins because like he punted like flipped the field every time. And yep. Tyler, flipped, per- I mean. He's the number one positive right now. We're not going to win if we're talking about a punter every weekend. I know that, but like, I mean, but it's kind of different. Like, even the start of this podcast, it, like, if this podcast was in t- 2012, th- we would have started this podcast off saying, "Oh, we got screwed by the refs. The, yeah, the, the field goal was good, but like, we, the special teams, we can't leave it up to the refs. Like, we need to kick a field goal through the uprights. Yeah, and, put it in between. I mean, yeah. let's not make this. It shouldn't have been. It was honestly more, it looked more good than Tony Elk's kick. I think it looked more good than Tony Elk's kick. I think it's because of the angle that we saw. I honestly thought if you go by the rule book, I didn't think it was good. I don't if, think so. I mean, just because of the the geometry of where the camera was versus where the ball was. I mean, it says it needs to be clearly inside the, the goalpost. But I think if you're a ref, you gotta give the kicker the benefit of the doubt. At the end of the day, I don't give two rips about whether the ref blew that call or not. He sh- the ref should not have been in that position to make that call. Make the damn field goal. Put it between the goalposts. I mean, watch an, watch an NFL guy kick a field goal that long. They are within 10 feet of the standard in the middle of the goalpost. I mean, it's not an issue of whether it's going to be inside the goalpost or not. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it should, the ref, we should not be relying on the refs to make the right call in that position. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's stupid. That just sucks because when we go, we get a stop, and then yeah. it should have been tied, but it wasn't. But, yeah, I don't Our know. Our field goal kicker is 50% on the year right now. And the good, the ones he makes, they look really good. Yeah, they do. Yeah. but And, and also, can Ohio can get some, some big boy goalposts. That's what happened with the Alabama thing. We're yeah, dealing right. with junior high goalposts. Get some regular goalposts that are tall enough that these kids, kids that can kick it that long that it's – if it hits the goalpost and bounces out, nobody's even talking about it. But now we've got the UPS guy from someplace in Ohio that's refereeing this game is trying to decide whether that no no offense, Derek, but the 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 uh is trying to make that call and it shouldn't we just he shouldn't have been in that position. I, I think probably the call that I was most upset with at the end was when Brocco threw that last pick. I thought there was an interference there, but we never saw the replay. I mean, they did have group. They they had replays, but they weren't really good. No, replays. we never saw the angle that we saw it live. But again, we shouldn't have been in that position. You got to score more than seven points for crying out loud against the Ohio Bobcats. I mean, and that's the end of the day. I mean, yeah. So, but who knows? I mean, I could. We then we lose to Louisiana and then strung off a bunch of wins. Yeah, we went I to mean, the Big Twelve Championship game. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, well, which was you can't compare the two. No, you can't because back then was the pandemic and. College football is trying to be shut down, and you can't compare the two. I feel like it's just well. I mean, let's not underestimate this rotavirus or whatever the hell they had. Campbell said today it started Thursday. Yeah, so it rifled through the team for seventy-two hours. And if you've ever had that before, or had a kid that had it, it's debilitating. I mean, you're just going out both directions for twenty-four hours, and then you're you've lost a lot of fluids in your week. So. Supposedly Rocco had it. I mean, he manned up and played. Um, uh, and we probably had a lot of other guys that were feeling the effects that they're just not talking about. So, Which 
hearing everything about Rocco and him puking all the jazz kind of makes me think that JJ must be not that close because if he was that yeah. close, they would have just played him. But or or he had it too. Or true, yeah. You never know because especially with that, you'll you'll never know. Ever. I mean, I heard Shieldhouse wasn't uh, Shieldhouse had it. That's what I was told. Yeah. And that he wasn't even calling the plays. Don't know if that's true or not. If so, if it's not true, you can do whatever you want to me. But that's what I was told that he he that possibly Shieldhouse wasn't even involved with the plays because he was sick too. I, mean, I don't know. We still don't nobody's know. nobody's addressed it yet. We still don't know who called plays in 2018. So yeah, or that year. Yeah, Purdy's uh, only year with that offense coordinator was his, I think his best year pass passing wise. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we well, we got to move on. Got yeah. Oklahoma State. We got a chance to win. Looks like it could be raining. It's just like so. on the Sundays. It's just a completely different uh, dynamic. Yeah, but having watching Purdy and Dave Montgomery got hurt, which is a bummer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, what happened to him? I'm not. He, I'm not sure. He got carted off. I think. I'm not sure. I think he miss. He's day to day, which I'm not sure if that's. Boys, what about that Colorado hit? Yeah, the kid that he's got a lacerated liver. Yeah, it's bad. And I mean, how freaking hard do you got to get hit to lacerate your damn liver? You see, like, how I mean, there's some people on campus down to try to do it every Saturday, but. And, yeah. like, how everyone was going after that Colorado State guy who made that hit and, like, gave him death threats and stuff. And, like, or the that Tyrese or Travis Hunter, he went on live stream dressed at, like in, like, a giraffe suit and talking about it. In a giraffe suit? Yeah, he had a giraffe suit. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Like a pajama thing, kind of. Dion addressed it today. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought Dion what he said about well, was spot on. I mean, and the thing that I loved about it, the white guy against the black guy, no race ever came into it. Right. Could easily. Yeah. I mean, in the world we live in today, somebody could have brought dropped the race card on it. Nobody did that. I mean, it's football. It's not. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you know the world. I mean, I, easily somebody on said, oh, if it was a, you know. He would have been kicked out or something like that. I'm just glad that we're that all of both sides were were human beings enough that we didn't deal with that. But and yeah. I loved what Dion said about it today. Yeah, so. Travis Hunter is just a oh, he's a freak. He's, he's have you so seen good. his basketball highlights? Yeah, he's good. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, and he has to come back next year for another year. So yeah, and Colorado, yeah, and they'll be in the Big Twelve. So I don't know. Hopefully, they'll come to the Jack Trice next year. Yeah, we we don't have yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd be fun. It'd be a, boy. That'd be a tough ticket. Yeah, well. Because man, they are the talk of college, and they are they have the highest ratings every game the whole year now. Like, oh the, yeah, even the Texas Bama game, they had more ratings than that. Like the Colorado uh, Nebraska game had more ratings than the Bama Texas game. So, so did you know? I think what I read is right that those sunglasses Dion get have those are his. It's his company. Huh. So he's two probably, mi- so two million dollars worth of sunglasses in two days. Yeah, I mean. Dan obviously has never really failed much. I feel like no, because and he if, if you see all the you know I, I remember Dion when he was at college. I remember him in, in the pros and and when he was at Florida State, um, he played the first game of a doubleheader in baseball, went and ran the third leg of the four by one in their track team, and went back and finished the second game of the doubleheader. So he's a freak. That's I mean, and, and his kids are obviously really good too. His son is the Son is a social media guy, and then his other son got a pick, and his other son, I don't like Shadur's talking a little too much crap, showing his watch to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is nowadays. Like you gotta when the cameras on you, and they, especially Travis Hunter has like his YouTube page, so they're they're trying to get every content they can. Like, yeah. And 
especially content equals ad revenue. And that's yeah. just, it's just a, it's a whole different, uh, imagine like if, uh, Brian Bosworth, imagine if like the NIL is around when that happens. Or when Dion was. Yeah. Dion or, or, uh, Reggie Mike Bush. Irvin or Bush. Reggie Bush or, or Sue. Bo Jackson. Sue mm-hmm. for the Nebraska would have that one year. He would have cleaned up on like t-shirts and stuff. And so Scott Frost would have for crying out loud. I mean, when when Nebraska was he was in the back in the heyday of Scott of Nebraska so so uh, do you do you think Deion will stay at Colorado for a long time or do you think he'll kind of he will say he runs out of kids yeah do you think he'll just up and leave to the best SEC job he can get or do you think he'll just ride out until his sons are done playing it's a good question I think he is the best I think he is the highest paid travel team coach there is. I think once his kids are done, if he wins a national championship, he punches out and he's done coaching. Because he coached he coached Shadur in high school, coached him at Jackson State. Now he's in the biggest biggest stage there is. And unless his kid goes to the NFL, yeah. then I could see him punching out for that. But um I think he's I think he's done. I mean, I think it's a five year window and he's done. I mean, why would you? He doesn't. Need, he didn't need the money before. Yeah, I, just, I think he's doing this for fun. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy because I've heard him talk about like, why do you keep playing baseball? It's like just because it's so damn hard. Like you, you only there's only like one sport that pays like two hundred fifty million dollars if you can fail seven out of ten times. Right. And uh, well, he was good in baseball too, boy. So he's took a like a I don't know. It's just I feel like Florida State really like obviously Florida State's ranked third and they're doing great on their own. Obviously they have yeah the new. They have a new no, I don't coach. Think, I don't. I think Florida State didn't want him, so I think. But they, they, if they imagine if they had him now, they're ranked third, and no one's talking about him. Yeah, right. I don't know. We're getting. We're turning this into the Buffalo podcast, so we probably no, just kind of. It's just kind of. It's college football. I mean, that's, that's the biggest talk of the. Yeah, it's uh, it's all over because he's so good on the media and everyone. He just carves it up, and he's been doing it for so long. His I think he's life. a good dude. Yeah, I mean, he's just he, so he talks good crap, but. I mean, he can back it up. Hell, if I could run four three forty or whatever he ran in the four two or he ran in the combines, I mean, I talk a lot of crap too. But yeah, he he can back. He's always been able to back it up. And yeah, you know, I th- you know one of the, and we'll probably have to get off this, but I thought one of the most interesting things with Dion that I saw is that the guy for the Falcons that he got in a fist fist fight with during a game, um, name escapes me right now, but um. They're talking about they made such a big deal about it at the time. They started throwing punches on the field, and they were teammates before because this is after Dion left the Falcons. And then he looked at they looked at each other and said, "We're good." And so they were good before the game was over. Now they've been they've, they've been friends ever since. Yeah. But nobody ever talks about that. I mean, that was just two guys that a lot of testosterone flying around. But so yeah, what, what do is you, his name? That's really driving everybody screaming at the radio right now. I can't so, remember. So like, what do you like when you're looking forward to the Okie State game this weekend? Like, what do you th- want to see happen? Like, well, when our defense is still really good, even without Gary Vaughn, Dominic Orange played minimal snaps. Um, so the defense is they gave up seven points or ten points and lost, which shouldn't happen. So I think our defense is is still as advertised. Um, we got to get to 20 points. I mean, for crying out loud. I mean, that one way or the other. I mean, we got to make field goals. We got to be able to run it every once in a while, at least. Um, I think we're probably going to have to start throwing it on first down. 
and then run it. And maybe we can get ourselves in a second and manageable by throwing it. Maybe run a route that's past the sticks. That's just the biggest. That is so so frustrating. That happened a ton Saturday, too. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I feel like. But Brock Purdy runs the quarterback sneak for the 49ers many times. And then. And then Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, the color guy, is showing that is he's really good, by the way. He was talking about the technique that Brock had running the quarterback sneak by planting his right foot. I said, man, that would have been a lot of fun names. Could have used but, that a couple of times. God. Yeah, no, we gotta get gotta get beyond the sticks. I mean, get that get a couple scores in the end zone and not rely on our defense. Um, I don't know. It just wants to play better. I mean, I, I, I feel we like got to get the offensive line figured out. I mean, we can't we can't have a running back that's one of the highly touted ones that came out of Georgia three games in having 120 yards. I mean, he needs to have a, he needs to have 120 yards on Saturday. I think him our running backs. I feel like they're running backwards too. Like they panic and have to run backwards, and it's just it should never be that way. And it's just like. And it's, I think it sucks because all these young kids are building bad habits because of the bad offensive line. And yeah. I feel like it's like if you go back to the Paul Rhodes era, and I feel like there's so many quarterbacks and receivers and th- that just had so many bad habits because when you play right away and you have to play right away and we just struggle, it's just uh, – yeah, Well, we're also risking them getting hurt. Too. Yeah. Because it's not natural for a running back to can the ball off and have to make a move before he takes one step. Yeah. I mean that's what because that's what it's David Montgomery again. It's happened. It's, David did that a lot, and that's happening right now. So it was Andre Risen is the guy's name. I just remembered the running the receiver for the Falcons. Anyway, so now I mean we just got the offense. It, it's the same old story. The offense is the issue. I mean, and uh, where is Greg Gaines? I haven't heard a word from him yet. Um, Carson Hansen, people were possibly comparing him to Christian McCaffrey. He's not getting a lot of touches. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, my frustration is I'm, I'm just trying to parse my words a little bit. I'm not trying to do something, say something stupid here, but, um, it's an, it's a golden opportunity to right the ship. And then, you know, can, can't you see us, you know, maybe he was struggling Saturday, maybe winning, and then going out and beating some of the big boys because we just say screw it, we're gonna. Yeah, like te- I mean, does Texas want to come in November and play yeah. our defense? Like, or we got to go to Oklahoma, especially or, with our secondary. With Texas is like obviously they they obviously pulled away with who like Wyoming who are they playing, but they struggle with them most of the game. I feel like so let's, for for the fun of it, since we're you know we're on kind of a downward swing because of Saturday. Let's go through the rest of the schedule and go win or loss. Okay, okay, just for the fun of it. So we're sitting at one and two. Oklahoma State Saturday in Jack Trice. I think it's a W. That okay. puts us at two and two. At Oklahoma Whoa. the next week. It only I mean what I love about what I love about that game is if we can somehow squeak out a victory and win there, it'd be we could say Nebraska left the Big Twelve, but we won the last time we were there and Oklahoma yeah. left and last time we won there. So I th- obviously we're not going to win, but yeah, I think it's I, th- I think the p- thing that scares me about Oklahoma is they can score. They have like sixty six and seventy. Yeah, and so I mean, I, that, I, we can't outscore them. Our defense have, we'd have to get a couple of defensive scores, but so let's call that a L. L. Um, TCU at home the next week. I think we can get that one. I mean, depending on which version of Iowa State 
So that puts us at 500. Go to Cincinnati. They're up and down. Yeah, they lost to whoever they're playing last week. Yeah. They lost to Miami, Ohio last week. Yeah, so. I don't know. At at Cincinnati, I feel like that's, I don't know. It could be a loss because I feel like they have a Rabbids fan base. It's not like joining in like TCU coming to the Big 12 and they have like no fans. They're going to, that's going to be a. But if they're not, if they're not, if they lose this weekend. Yeah. I don't and know. if they're, if they're sitting on two wins heading, when we play them. The thing is with these new schools is like, we don't know how loyal the fan bases are. Like they, right. Like they're not, not a lot of them that aren't like us where like, it doesn't matter how much they're losing. They could just keep showing up like Houston. I don't know if you saw Houston's fans. There was no one there. Yeah. Well, they're, just like, they're not good. It's hard to like. It's also Dan Holgerson. Yeah, but it's just hard to jo- open up your first look of the Big 12 game, and then you can't even fill up your stadium. It's just kind of a bad look. Well, it's Houston. I mean, it's and Houston is similar to Cincinnati. I mean, if the Reds are in town, you know, yeah. who knows whether there's going to be enough people there to at the game. I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm saying we beat TCU, we beat, we win at Cincinnati, and then we have Baylor. So we can, in my opinion, I'm trying to look at the glass half full, everybody, but we could be, we're going to have, one, one, two, three. I say end of October, we're sitting on three losses. Bank on it. Three losses? Okay. But so we, we beat Oak, we win Saturday, we beat TCU, we beat Cincinnati, and and we owe Baylor a big fat crap sandwich, in my opinion, yeah, after Baylor, the last couple of years. So just I don't know, it's just hard to have any really optimism i feel like especially coming off the last week is like okay we have go through a whole off season that we're, violence is the is the theme of our offensive line okay we come to you and i sure they did okay against the fcs school play against iowa got kind of got pushed around the whole game go against ohio and you have 38 yards rushing and uh Obviously, the illnesses or whatever, I'm not sure if that was uh, as legit as people are saying. I hope it was. Obviously, adding that on top of a young team already, it doesn't help things. But it's just uh, whenever you hear the same song or whatever you call it, the song and dance song every off season, that things are changing and you have Messicam coming in or uh, Shieldhouse comes in and the offense doesn't look a look look different. We, uh, you're we, right. I, I don't think we that. ran one different play that we ran out of like that's different from the Campbell era that hasn't been run ran already. Um, so if we need something to change, we need a player to start playing really well, give Bramer the ball or Ben Bramer the ball every time we can, and give Rocco some rhythm because it's hard to have any rhythm with no running game, especially with this offense and. If the press conferences keep sound the same, they're not going to change the offense, and we just need to one thing has to change or other because if we can't run the ball, it's going to be a lot of broadcasts like this. I feel like until basketball season. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and the other side too is that you know when you keep watching the show that doesn't get much better, people change the channel. Yeah, and that's what I'm afraid of. Like, it took like. Especially if we were not as huge as Iowa State fans, how quickly would it have turned that game off like on Saturday? That was how, close. Yeah, it was just. It was almost like the McDermott years. Yeah, it was. Bad. I mean, I remember the first time I'd ever, I've, in my lifetime, I think, changing the channel in the middle of a basketball game was the McDermott years because some of them were so bad. Or prone. And prone was really bad. I changed the channel a lot. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just trying to be half. I mean, I think we've got the talent and, and, 
Clanton, if Clanton is as advertised, I would not want to be in the offensive line room this week. Yeah. Because, you know, he knows the heat's, you know, they, you know, they like they say, crap runs downhill. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's landing on him right now. So 38 rushing yards. It's just, yeah, it can't happen. Yeah. And I, I'm, I thought going back, I mean, I played offensive line back with the leather helmet thing. I mean, and that's why I love watching the offensive linemen. Shout out to Brent Wooters, who was, Hopefully, listen to this. Another one of my fellow offensive linemen, but um, so I like watching those guys. And uh, um, I thought a couple guys just weren't playing very hard. I'm not going to kid you. I watched them; they just didn't look like they were moving very fast, and didn't look like maybe they were sick. I mean, maybe that's what happened Saturday. We really find out how sick everybody was. But um, we got one. I'm not going to bring his name up because I don't think it's fair, but. There's one guy that wasn't in the wasn't listed as a starter week one, and I thought Saturday he showed why. So, um, got to get better. I mean, coach said Hufford is the guy that's playing the best right now, and you know. But let's let's back up a second. Do you remember how many in the past, how many um, illegal procedures, jumping off sides we've had on the offensive line recently? We haven't really had, and we have that's been totally cleaned up. Yeah, like the Alamo Bowl game. If you clean that up, we won that game. Yeah. So I mean. That's progress because we're not shooting ourselves in the foot. We're just not executing once the ball snapped. That's another thing that was always a huge problem in the Campbell era, like the Big 12 championship game. How many times that happened? The Alamo Bowl, the, so many big moments that's happened where offense, like we get an offensive, like a false start or, yeah. It's another thing Purdy's not dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Remsburg can come in and after he's just the suspension, maybe he can. When is that over? I'm not sure. He's, I think it's a six-game suspension, so hmm. I'm not sure what game it is, but I think he – I don't know. You want, talk, you want to talk about that, the whole article that came out about Hanukkah this week? Oh, Did I, didn't, read? I didn't read it, no. So Hanukkah is not going to take a plea, and he's fighting it. And his lawyer put a long post out talking about the – you know, kind of how this happened. And the first court order supposedly – and if I'm wrong, I'm just quoting it wrong, so don't sue me, but – um the first court order that came out of this whole thing came out of Dubuque County. Really? And then the guys, the Iowa, the Johnson County DA, I think, pled out everybody almost right away. And then the Story County one, you know, was charging kids. And, you know, there's been police happened since then. But why Dubuque County? Yeah, that's weird. Um, why did their county attorney decide that he was going after this? I mean... And we haven't heard again anything about any other athlete in the state of Iowa that has been busted for this. So I think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, I'm not going to bring up his name, the guy that um, that brought it first, but um, I think it might take some time. I mean, it might be five years before we find out the real story behind this, but my gut tells me that some of our kids – got caught up in the middle of something else that's a little strange. And it's not devious. It's not China. It's not Russia. But it's it's just something that somebody had a bone to pick, and I can't. I have yet to figure out what, what it is. Yeah, so, I wonder if this will be like a a weird, like, documentary someday. Or yeah, I mean, to, we, have to, we have to win. We have to get more than 30 yards rushing for that to be a documentary. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but Anyway, so that's what came out. You can, you can find it on Twitter and read it. I mean... Um, it's too bad. I mean, it's ironic that, you know, the Iowa kids that got busted weren't or either transferred or either or not 
major players. And and if you count up our kids that were sick, I think that's what they said. Count up the kids that were sick and the gambling thing. We had seven starters from offense that were out Saturday. Wow. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay positive. I think we've got the talent. I think we've got the coaches. But we also have, a, you know, Nate Shieldhouse came from Illinois, Big Ten school that likes to run it. And yeah. um, we've got a, you know, coach from the Midwest that, you know, wants to grind it out too. So if you think that we're all of a sudden going to turn into the air raid, you are smoking something in Minnesota made and legal and, on August 1st. And, like, I feel like why Iowa State fans, like, can't get in our minds that Campbell thinks we can run the ball is Campbell's had Cream Hunt to David Montgomery and Kenny Nwangu to Brees Hall to now this. So I feel like he hasn't been able to not run for a while now. So this yeah. is the first time. I feel like if you think you're frustrated, he's 10 million times more frustrated. Right. And yeah. he'll, we'll figure it out somehow because I think Abu has Sama's got some talent. And I think we just need to get him out in space and maybe do like some uh, – like the pop passes, like the Christian McCaffrey, like screens, maybe get him out in space. I think I think they need to put the, the kid from the Hanson kid from Minnesota in the slot. Yeah. You have to put a boo in the slot too. Um, do some misdirection. I mean, if we're, if we're struggling to if we're struggling to run the ball, we got to have to start manufacturing some things. But who knows? I mean, nobody's nobody's calling me about with with advice. And hell, I don't know anywhere. I don't know have, have near the knowledge any of those guys do. But it's just frustrating when you – I mean, I think the frustration is that everybody's excited and then all of a sudden we have this happen and now we're not. So, Especially as coming off an Iowa win where we've lost like that every single time in the Campbell era, I feel yeah. like. And adding on to a week of, oh, we're going to improve and, and this week 38 yards rushing. and I hope it was the virus. Yeah. I really do. I mean, if you've ever tried to do anything after you've had the flu, it's not fun. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's what it was. We will find out. Yes, we will. I, I don't know. I, I think we I, we might – if we can win against Okie State and Mike Gundy and start – I feel like Gundy's on his way out. I feel like if we can start the that because uh, Gundy's – we've always had a great battle with Gundy over yeah. the years, and I think uh, – I don't know. Just make it more entertaining. That's my thing. Well, so. Gundy, Gundy said at one point this this fall, he goes, you know, when we play – when we play uh, – I don't know. He's TCU. They're going to roll us. And then one of his coaches says, "We don't play TCU this year." <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. So yeah. So do we need to? Never mind. I'm not going to bring it up. So, um, what else is going on? We need to finally found the Ames Logger. Finally, yep. Um, had the had the Ames Logger. I've had the Clone Fest yes. from back pocket i haven't had the one out of winter state yet so that is a new phenomenon too that and now my favorite dude sammy hager just came out with one that comes out august october 23rd so i mean how many beers can there be yeah i mean the mac the the market is saturated it's a really low margin thing i mean i went i actually went to west o and bought it and it was twelve dollars a six pack i mean i think in the stores in des moines it's 14 i mean somebody told me they paid 60 dollars for a case i mean you know like okay this, never mind this might be a bad joke so like you know how like uh <laughs> after a championship or super bowl like they send all those t-shirts to a, like a third world like a world third right. country so we're gonna 
be spending a lot of beers and stuff that people don't drink to third world countries with yeah all these teams that don't do anything yeah there's a lot of people in the third world countries that think the buffalo bills have won a lot of super bowls yeah yeah which mm. yeah and the we I guess we didn't even talk about the rogers getting hurt right no, away. how bad was that i mean that but it's funny that you know that immediately we you know we saw our local team last year lose three kids off the turf in a game that we were way ahead and that affected us being able to make a run of the state championship last year. And now Rogers Achilles being blown is being blamed on turf by some people. And now, and I had heard before that the NFL players were making a big push to go into natural grass. Um, And I think, I think that's going to come. I mean, I I really think that there's, you know, people can say that there's, there's no difference. Well, I beg to differ. I mean, it depends on what data you're looking at. So, um, I think the artificial turf is going to go the way of the tartan floors the basketball had back in the eighties. There used, you probably don't remember, but there used to be a rubber floor that they put on that was kind of trendy for a while. Missouri had it on their home court. That was a rubberized floor, so it was cheaper and low, lower maintenance than the wood. And then everybody started having non-contact ACL injuries because rubber on a rubber shoe doesn't move, and that's kind of what we're seeing with the artificial turf. So. Hmm. Feel bad for Alan Lazard, man. He kind of, you know, moved to New York, decided that he was going to, you know, do, make this run. But, man, he's really been showing he's been a leader with this whole group so far. And wouldn't it be hilarious if Tom Brady came out of retirement to yeah. go to the Jets? I don't think it's going to happen. But no, man, he's, he's, already, he's already said no on his podcast. So, no. I mean, I think what it sounds like, Rodgers is going to try to do all these uh, crazy treatments on it and maybe, hopefully, maybe try to come back this year. No way. That, that's the rumor. No way. So, at least they'll come back next year. No way. Ain't happening. You think he's going to retire? No, I think he's coming back next year. Oh, yeah. There's no way he's coming back this year. I don't know. That's just what he said on the Mac. And Dallas Clark told me one time he heard a guy rupture his Achilles on the sideline and he thought somebody fired a gun. Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah. he, it was a, it was a, it makes that lot of a pop that everybody on the sideline in the NFL game heard it. Yeah. It's, so it's a, um, it's a major deal. And if you've ever hurt your Achilles, you know, you can't do anything without straining it. And, yeah, I, there's no way it comes back this year. I mean, I might have been wrong a million times, but it's I just don't like see it happening. Not a, with a guy that age. The saddest end of hard knocks ever. Yeah. Just four second, or four plays and 75 yeah. seconds into the season. It's just because, like, how many, like, hours and hours, like, just think of how many hours and hours of people, like, Iowa State fans of, like, hearing about that team and yeah. about, in the off season, the, the summer, trying to get excited for the season, but Brees looks good, and Will McDonald hasn't been playing as much. I'm not sure if he's dinged uh, up or yeah, something. Yeah, he got he was inactive. Oh, really? Yeah, he was inactive this week. So, yeah, it's too bad. A lot of hype didn't happen. It was a you know I was even excited to watch that game, but then Brees comes out and does what he does in that game. That was pretty sweet. So. Yeah, he had more than 38 yards rushing. <laughs> he did. And then uh, Eli Manning was saying he was out of shape. That's why he couldn't outrun the. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, he'd be nice to have, but I think we got some young talent. But yeah, got block. It's, it's just crazy that the, all those NFL players that we had. Imagine if we just had a little better offensive line, just a little. Oh, that's been just that, a, it's just, been that way forever. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. What if we had the Proctor kid from that was going to go to Iowa then up Alabama? Yeah, I mean, he kind of got got kind of got toast against think, Texas, but but you, I mean he, looks, he was blocking for Abu. Yeah, <laughs> I mean at yeah. one point. Yeah. And yeah, so well, I mean, I don't want to wrap this up without talking about what happened in Algona this week. I mean, 
it's just a senseless thing that that community is dealing with. I mean, they have a young man that was a officer that got gunned down this week. Um, tragic story. Um, he was a one-on-one with a guy and the guy went in and grabbed the gun and shot him. Senseless. Doesn't make any, I don't know what, what the guy was thinking. Why, what was he going to accomplish by shooting this guy and running? He wasn't going anywhere. So that community is dealing with an awful tragedy. And if you have a chance to give to the Cram family, please do it. Fort Dodge. Got to say a lot about Fort Dodge, man. I think their, their athletic sponsors and everybody has raised like $17,000 for the family. Um, this week it is a, uh, really cool deal. Manson, Pocahontas, Humboldt, all of the schools in the area were donating based on touchdown scored last, um, last weekend. Um, I think, uh, Shimcat and some of the other uh, auto dealers in Fort Dodge donated too. So um, visitation, I believe, was today. I think the funeral's tomorrow because our local junior high team was supposed to play Algona today. They moved the game to Thursday um, because of that. Um, so it's a awful deal. Um, appreciate your officers. Uh, we live in Iowa, guys. We uh, respect those kind of people that do that for a living and just – you know, be kind to them. If you get pulled over because you're going fast, realize you did something wrong. That's their job. Um, and just treat them the way they should be treated. I mean, they're doing a job that is dangerous every day. And, and, uh, some wives watch their husbands walk and, uh, and husbands watch their wives that are female officers walk out the door and aren't hundred percent sure they're coming back on a daily basis. So, um, appreciate all you guys in the blue sheriffs, county sheriffs, State Troopers, shout out to Brett Jepkes. He's a Hawk fan. I know he's not listening to this. Um, but uh, we appreciate what you do and keeping us safe. And if you ever need one, you know, when you hit 911, you want somebody on the other end that's going to get there fast. And just don't ever take them for granted. That's all I'm going to say. So, All right. Good thing to end on. Yeah. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. Let's get Okie. State.